Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our show is the Damon Runyon Theater, and the episode is The Lemon Drop Kid. It first aired in 1955. The Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master of storytellers, Damon Runyon. And this one, The Lemon Drop Kid. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. The other day, I run into regret, the horse player. And he tells me that he runs into the Lemon Drop Kid. And the kid sends regards to me. It is a long time since I see the kid. Maybe a year. It is that long since the night in the Indies when... <laughs> But that is getting ahead of the story of the Lemon Drop Kid. One that is more than somewhat full of what the Broadway critics like to call human drama. If you like, I will tell it to you in a minute. Now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, The Lemon Drop Kid. I am going to take you back a matter of four or five years to an August afternoon and the racetrack at Saratoga, which is a spot in New York State very pleasant to behold and also to a young guy by the name of Lemon Drop Kid, who is called the Lemon Drop Kid because he always has a little sack of lemon drops in the side pocket of his coat, and he's always munching at sink. Now, the Lemon Drop Kid's business is telling a tale, which means he will spot somebody at the racetrack and give them a tip, for which he expects to be cut in on the letters when it is gathered. On this day, the kid and I are standing at the rail. The kid is looking gloomy. Finally, he turns to me and says as follows. Broadway, have you ever been broke? Oh, at times the condition with me is somewhat of a chronic disease. It is with me now. You? Uh-huh. I have no place to live. But you are living at that boarding house, are you not? I am not. The landlady made derogatory remarks about my lack of funds. Got so I could not enjoy my meals. Especially since they were very bad meals to start with. Then what are you doing here at the racetrack? I thought maybe I could tell a tale and pick up some scratch in that manner. You mean you have a horse that looks good? No, but I... Broadway. Yeah? And look, there he comes again. There who comes again where? Do you know a man in a wheelchair? Sure. Every day he comes here. He's always pushed up where he can see the race. You know who that is, kid? I do not. Rarest P. Grigsby. The name is familiar. It should be. Rarest P. Grigsby has more potatoes than Idaho. And with these potatoes, he is closer than the next second. How do you like that? Here I am, broke. There he is with more dough than he knows what to do with. Now, what fun does he have? It seems to me that a few evenings at home, counting a few dollars at a time, is a more than somewhat entertaining pastime. Nah, look how sour he looks. Well, being tied to that chair is no fun. Uh, I guess so. I feel sorry for him. Sure. Tell you what, let's go over and talk to him. Talk to rarest Pete Grigsby? 
kid, you are more than somewhat silly. Well, come on, let's see. He looks lumpsome. Okay, okay. But do not say I do not warn you. Besides, maybe I can tell him a tale. Oh, he never bets. Then why does he come here? Just to see the horses. Uh, okay, watch me cheer him up. Uh, hiya, Buster. Huh? Are you addressing me, young man? Sure. Say, you got gout? Go away. Nice day, huh? Ah. Uh, what? I didn't say anything. Oh, why not? Because I don't wish to talk. Now go away before I have my man call the police. I do something wrong? Will you please go? Why are you in that wheelchair? Arthritis. Now go away. Arthritis? Say, I had that once. No more, though. Huh? You had it? Sure. Know what cured it? <laughs> it can't cure mine. Well, you never tried. Young man, I spent thousands on doctors, and I've offered $5,000 to anyone who will cure me. Okay, so look at you. Ever try this stuff? Yeah. What is it? Medicine I took. Ah. Here. Try one. Right. Uh, what is it? Look, if you're afraid, I'll eat one first. Really? Mm. Can't hurt. Might do you some good. Well, uh, let me have it. Hey, yeah. Mm. Well, it tastes like lemon drops. Sure, that's to disguise the taste of the medicine. <laughs> well, what's so funny? <laughs> you are. <laughs> Maybe. By the way, um, I'll give you something good in the fifth. I never bet. Ever try? No. Well, why not this time? You can't lose. I got it straight from the horse's mouth. No, no, I can't reveal the source of my information. <laughs> You're an engaging young rapscallion. <laughs> well, what's the name of this horse? Uh, watch number two. Number two, eh? Mm-hmm. All right, I know what you want. Here, take this hundred dollars. Bet it on the horse. Sure. So long, Buster. Because I know the kid does not know what horses are running in the fair. But the kid just smiles and walks away. He's gone maybe ten minutes. Then he comes back. And he is smiling more than someone, as he says, as follows. Hey, Broadway. Found out that horse number two is an old walrus by the name of Sunshine. And he could not win even against a field of mud turtles. And you are going to bet that C-note on him? No. But Sunshine you... will lose. Mr. Grigsby will not miss the C-note. He has many, many more. Besides... I made him laugh. I figure he owes me something for that. Now, come on. We'll watch the race. And maybe in the sixth, we'll put down a bet. Oh, there's post call. <laughs> there's sunshine coming out of the paddock. Broadway, he is a sorry-looking walrus. Nevertheless, I see walruses do funny things. Don't borrow trouble. I have plenty without dipping into the bag for more. Sunshine will lose. But Sunshine wins. Probably because he is running against a field of mud turtles that are not in shape. And the price is 20 to 1, which means whereas P. Grigsby wins 2,000. Now, at this point, it seems the lemon drop kid should be hired to catch. But he does not run away. He is funny that way, because he figures Mr. Grigsby should be told why the tip does not stand up. So I stand back when the kid says to him, Well, what do you say? Say, say. <laughs> That's the most fun I've had in years. <laughs> I'll give you a liberal reward, young man. That's generous of you, Mr. Grigsby. <laughs> well, 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 where's the money? Money? 
What money? Well, the money I won. Well, Mr. Grigsby, why are you under the impression that you won? Huh? What did you say? You did not win. We lost on that race. We what? Wait, young man, you... you... Horse number two won that race. Sure, horse number two won. It is a matter of history now. Then where is the money? Mr. Grigsby, I think you misunderstood me. I meant that horse number two was the horse to watch against ours. You remember? I said watch number two. You crook! You young thief! You swindler! Uh, police! Detective! Police! Now, help. take it easy, Mr. Grigsby. Your condition. Confound my condition! I'll throttle you with my own hands. I'll tear you in half. Why, you thief, you... Goodbye, Mr. Grigsby. It's some very nice knowing you. You come back here. Get him. Stop him. I'll have you hunted down and found if it takes every remaining day of my life. Well, that is that. The Lemon Drop Kid takes off with every gendarme and detective in the track at his heels. But he's a very fast runner. He leaves the track under a good head of steam and does not stop until there are several miles between him and the nearest competitor. He stops only when he comes to a little town named Kibsville. Now, the rest of the story I do not see in person, but I hear it later from the kid, and it goes as follows. Will that be all, sir? Yes, sir. Goodbye. Bye, sir. Say, I wonder if you could uh, give me a drink of water. Oh, you scared me. Didn't see you come up. Sorry, but I'm kind of dry. You been running? Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was in it in the last race and, uh, lost direction. You want some ice water? Uh, any kind. Thanks. Well, why don't you sit down? I'll bring it to you. Uh, Here, sit on this stool in the shade. Oh, thanks. Is this your gas station? It's my father's. I take care of it. Here you are. Oh, thanks. Uh-uh. Drink it slower. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you running? Exercise. Do it all the time. Were you running away from something? Nah. So you got changed for a hundred dollar bill? For a hundred? <laughs> no. Uh. Business good here? Uh, sometimes. Not much traffic comes down here. Mm hmm. You say uh, you mind this place all by yourself? Well, my father helps. Where is he? He's in the house. All I have to do is call for him. You're scared of me. Oh, don't worry. I'm not a stick-up man. I didn't say you were. You don't look like one. No? What do I look like? Like... Like a nice young man. Nice young man. Yes, why? Another. Well, okay, thanks for the water. I'll be on my way. You're welcome. Oh, were you at Saratoga? Why? What? I was just wondering what the girls there were wearing. You know, their hats, dresses, suits... Get out much, do you? Oh, yes, sometimes. Sure. Was it pretty there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of dolls. Dolls? Dames, girls. Were they pretty? Pretty? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were. Why are you looking at me like that? Maybe because I've never seen a doll. A girl like you before. The upshot of the matter is that the Lemon Drop Kid falls for this doll, who is named Alicia Deer. He does not stay one day or two days or even three, but more than a week passes, and he is still hanging around the town. And maybe it is a good thing because the gendarmes are still nosing around for him. 
But they do not think to look in Kidsville. Then one night, he is sitting with Alicia, and the scene is as follows. What are you thinking about? Hmm? Oh, I don't know. Maybe about all this. Oh. I... I heard something in town today. So? What? I heard that the police at the racetrack were looking for somebody. They're always looking for somebody. This was a special somebody. He likes lemon drops. Lots of people do. I know. That's what I said. You... That's what you said? Yes. You hear why they're looking for this somebody? Yes. He was dishonest. Uh-huh. But they don't think he stopped here in Kibbsville. I don't either. Alicia. What? Look, you don't know anything about me except that I like lemon drops. But I... This is the first time I ever loved anybody or anything in my life. It's different. I like... So do I. I like this place. It's quiet. It's different. I'd like to stay here. I wish you would. You mean that? I don't know how to do anything, but tout a horse, pull a phony deal. But I'd like to try. Starting now? Starting as of the first day I saw you. And that is how the Lemon Drop Kid proposes and is accepted. What comes later is quite a story, which I will tell you about in a minute. And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, The Lemon Drop Kid. stays in Kidsville. Now, it turns out that he and Alicia are very much in love. But, as they say, there is a large fly in the ointment. Naturally, the kid has to tell the doll's father. And the scene is as follows. So, you want to marry Alicia? Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> On what? Well, I got a few bucks. A hundred. How long will that last? I don't know. You ain't got a job. Well, not yet. Look here, I ain't able to work hard, and now you're going to take Alicia away from me. Well, I got that figured out, too. I can work at the station. You. You. Look at you. I know your kind. I've seen a lot of you come and go. Well, I'm figuring on staying. Maybe you'll want a salary, too. Well, we've got to live. I'll give you $10 a week. Huh? Ten dollars? Oh, you're kidding. Ten dollars. And you and Alicia can live in the back. Gee, I'll figure on a place of our own. On what? No, I can't figure you. Her father. Seems to me you wouldn't want to see her happy. You're taking her away from me, ain't you? Okay. Ten dollars a week. You know... What? I was just thinking. 
What about? Ten dollars. That used to be a pretty good price. For a necktie. a.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> Long hours for short pay. For eight months. Yeah, for eight months. Want a glass of milk? No. Nah. I'm sorry, kid. I'll forget it. Alicia. What, kid? We gotta get out of here. You and me, we gotta get out of here. You wanna leave? Well, why not? What have we got here? Ten bucks a week in one room. Not much, is it? Much. <laughs> I see. Well, I... Oh, look, baby, honey, I didn't mean that for you. Well, cut my arm off if you pass me the sign to do it. Oh, honey, honey, I'm sorry. I know. Oh, kid, I love you so much. Stop letting spades for me, honey. Look, I had a hundred bucks when I came here. I've been getting ten a week. We put some away. But we can make a start someplace else. I don't want to go away, kid. But you said you loved me. And I do. I'd go any place with you, darling. Any place. But, but not now. Why not? Why not? Not now, kid. Alicia. Okay. Kid, I'm glad of you. Glad. Glad. Look at me. Everybody in the world, look at me. The lemon-dropped kid who never had anything or anybody to love before in his life. Now I got the whole world. The whole world. Me. Me with a kid of my own. Sure, that is it. Well, the weeks go by fast. Then Alicia is not doing so well. And the lemon-dropped kid is like a limp rag. And one night, the scene is as follows. You can come in now. Okay, Doc. She doing all right? Well, uh, no. What's the matter? Call it complications, Mr. Deering. Let me in there. Kid. Hello, baby. Feeling better? Yes. Sure you are. Everything all right? Couldn't be better. And Dad? He's fine. You'd better let her get some rest now. Okay, Doc, right away. I'll be right outside, honey, in case you need anything. All right, kid. Don't worry. Uh, I've got to talk to you. Yeah? What's the matter, Doc? She needs a specialist. Specialist? She's worse than you, lad. I'm sorry, but I've done all I can. She needs a specialist. Badly. Badly? That's right. <clears throat> Where from? Well, there's one in New York City. It's rather expensive. Never mind that. Give me his name and address. I've got it here for you. Okay, thanks, Doc. I'll drop by again in an hour. Yeah. Specialists cost a lot of money. Uh huh. Look out. You, you got that kind of money? We got 150 bucks. We saved it. Uh, uh, kid, uh, it's right here. It's gone. It was right here and it's gone. Uh, look, kid, there, there was something I, I wanted to. Where's that, Joe? Where is it? Look, with one thing and another, the station not doing well. 
You took it. I had to pay off some bills. I never thought you'd need it like you this. You took it. Why? It, I had debts. You wasn't needing the money when I took it. I was going to put it back as soon as I could. I'm going to kill you. You're her father, but I'm going to kill you. Ted. I broke my back for that dough. You got it by stealing in the first place. I ain't thinking of that now. All I'm thinking of is her. Oh, you dirty little... Get let go, please. Let go. I dirty. didn't mean to get let go. <laughs> Honey. Honey, what are you doing out here? Alicia, don't let him go. Kid, he didn't mean anything. He didn't. Honey, you got to get back to bed. Please let him alone, kid. Promise me. I... All right. Help. Help me, Alicia. Well, the kid figures the only way he can get money and get it fast is to try the races. So he starts out for Saratoga. But on the way, he learns that Grigsby is still hot to get his hands on him. So the kid does not go to the track. But it seems that same night, a masked bandit holds up an all-night restaurant and gets away with a whole take in the place, which amounts to considerable. And it so happens that the next morning, the kid shows up at his and Alicia's home. Who's that? Oh, it's you. Yeah, me. Doc, how is she? I can get her to New York now. I... What are you looking at me like that for? Kid, I... Doc, she's... No, no, not yet. But your baby. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You better go into her. You've still got a little time. Sleeping, honey. Kid? Kid, is that you? It's me. I've been waiting for you, kid. Just waiting. I got a little delayed. But I got the money, baby. Oh, no, don't, honey. Please don't. Look, you're going to be okay. Promise me something. Sure, sure. Dad. We'll both do it, baby. Both of us. He's not bad. He just doesn't think. Take care of him. All right. I'm sorry, kid. I'm sorry. Sure. I'd better go in now. You don't have to, Doc. Oh, I'm sorry. If we could have taken her to New York 12 hours ago, just 12 hours. 12 hours. I was busy 12 hours ago, getting some money. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be going. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, there's someone on the porch to see you. Me? Yes. Come on, I'll walk out with you. I don't want to see anybody. I think you'd better come. Thanks, Doc. It's all right, Sheriff. Goodbye, kid. Goodbye, Sheriff. Kid, I've got to ask you some questions about last night. Twelve hours ago. That's right. We found this... this spigot wrapped in tin foil... Looks mighty like a gun. Yeah, it does. 
Somebody used it to hold up an all-night restaurant, a good piece from here. Uh-huh. And that somebody was a man who took a lemon drop from his pocket and ate it while he was doing the hold-up. Know why the guy did it? I think so. But the law is funny that way. It don't ask a man's reasons lots of times, kid. It just goes ahead and does its duty. Guess we better go, kid. So the kid is sent to Auburn to do two years. And all the while he's there, he sends money to Alicia's father. Money he gets by selling knickknacks to visitors. And then he gets out. And his hair is kind of splashed with gray. And there are lines on his face. Now, this is still not the end of the story. The payoff is big, and I will tell you about it in a minute. kid is with us. He is out of Auburn maybe three days. He does not talk much, just sits there. And then there is a commotion, and the scene is as follows. There he is. There he is at last. That's the man. Kid, look, Grigsby. Yeah, I see him. Beat it, kid, beat it. What for? Ah, there you are. There you are. I finally chased you down. Congratulations. It took me a long time, but I swore I'd find you. <laughs> you see, I'm walking. I'm no longer in my wheelchair. <laughs> Well, what do you say to that? Again, congratulations. <laughs> to you, too. I'm giving you a check for $4,900. I offered 5000 to anyone who could get me out of that chair. Ha, <laughs> ha, lemon drops. I forgot all about my arthritis. Oh, my doctors say it was they who did it, but I know better. Well, you made me so furious that I got up and ran. And I haven't been in that... Well, what's the matter with you? You were in Saratoga maybe two years ago? Yes, why? I could have had this check then. Yes, it's minus the hundred you cheated me out of, but there it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good joke, isn't it? Yeah, great. Look, uh, if I put my name on this check... Endorse it? That's it. If I do that, can I send it to anyone and could he cash it? Well, the check's as good as gold, young man. Okay, okay, I'll endorse it. You send it to a man named Henry Deering, Kibbsville, New York. Kid, what is this you're doing? Keeping a promise, Broadway. Always do that. It's better for everybody. Where are you going? I am out of lemon drops, Broadway. All out. And so ends the famous Damon Runyon story, The Lemon Drop Kid. Listen in again next week to... The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the stories adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. This is a Mayfair production.
The Damon Runyon Theater was an old-time radio program that presented dramatized version of Damon Runyon's short stories, hosted by D Donald Woods. The program, sponsored by Budweiser Beer, aired on CBS from April 1955 through February of 1956. Alfred Damon Runyon, born in 1880 and died in 1946, was a newspaper man and writer. He was best known for his short stories celebrating the world of Broadway in New York City that grew out of the Prohibition era. To New Yorkers of his generation, a Damon Runyon character evoked a distinctive social type from, the Brooklyn, from Brooklyn or Midtown. The adjective Runyon-esque refers to this type of character as well as to the type of situations and dialogue that Runyon depicted. He spun humorous tales of ga gamblers, hustlers, actors, and gangsters, few of whom go by regular square names, preferring instead colorful, colorful monikers such as Nathan Detroit, Benny South Street, Harry the Horse, or the Seldom Seen Kid. Runyon wrote these stories in a distinctive vernacular style, a mixture of formal speech and colorful slang, almost always in the present tense. The musical Guys and Dolls was based on two Runyon stories, The Idol of Miss Sarah Brown and Blood Pressure. The musical also takes characters and story elements from a few other Runyon stories, most notably Pick the Winner. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week, for that is when we will be here next.